Hey, here we are again. We're going to be jumping back into uh, this idea of discovering the gaps that we've been living with that make us sometimes uncomfortable, sometimes they're challenging. But when we think about gaps, uh, last week we began our conversation and it was apparent that a lot of us have been hurt by past experiences uh, with churches, with other people. And it's a great opportunity to pause and reflect on those, but not a really healthy place to be staying. And so one of the things that we recognize is one of the great uh, benefits of remembering those pains are it, cause, it may cause us, and hopefully does cause us, to be some of the solutions for those, uh, to be some of the answers for those. And so when we talk about those things, we don't want to gloss over and, and say uh, it's Pollyannish and we can just move right along. But we also want to get to the place where we can say, I'm in a healthier place, we need to move on. And if I'm seeing this, it may be my responsibility to be part of the answer now. Yeah, last week we talked about how we're all shepherds. We're all called to love, serve, and care for the community that God has placed around each one of us. And we need to reach out and close the gap between us and our community, the people that we have relationships with. This week, we're going to talk about how just like we need to be more intentional with shepherding the people that we have relationships with, the people that are in community with us, we're also called to be more intentional and love the people that God has placed on radar the people that we don't yet have relationships with. The first question that comes to mind for a lot of us is, well, who's God placed on my radar? I know that it says in the Bible to love your neighbor as yourself. Who's my neighbor? How do you define that? And in Luke 10, there is a guy that asked the exact same question of Jesus. Starting in verse 29, it says, but wanting to justify himself, a man asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, on his journey, came up to him, and when he saw the man, he had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The one who showed mercy to him, he said. Then Jesus told him, go and do the same. A classic example of, if you ask a foolish question, you might not be ready for the answer that comes your way. Like, I think that the question was done to say, like, trying to get off the hook, right? Like, who is my neighbor? There's, there's so many to choose from. And Jesus goes right for the, the heart of the matter and saying, it might not be the people that you think. It might be the one that you just come across. What makes this uh, account that he tells so uh, powerful is um, sometimes I give the excuse when I'm not wanting to do ministry by saying, well, that people group really isn't, um, Lord hasn't laid them on my heart uh, to work with them, or I don't really feel called to work with this group of people or that group of people. 
it's hard to imagine that a guy taking a road trip, maybe a business trip, maybe a, a trip for something, said, I sure hope there's someone beat up alongside the road that I can minister to. Those are the people I feel really called to. I think a great thing to look at here is notice that it seems to surprise the traveler as well. He comes across this guy that's been beat up. Yeah, the Samaritan wasn't on a mission to find all the people that were hurt along the road and to help them. He was just going on a journey that he had probably taken a lot. But this time was different. He stopped and saw a need and did something about it. I think another thing that uh, is worth considering, we would say, well, you know, other people have gone down the road. And again, I just can't stop every time I see someone alongside a road get beat up. I hear you. Uh, In John 10, Jesus is talking to the disciples and says, I have sheep that you don't even know about. We don't all have to look out for people that have been beat up alongside of the road. But if you do see one, maybe it is you that has them on your radar. Yeah, sometimes it can be overwhelming when we think about, man, there's so many people in whatever demographic that we can think of. How am I going to reach all of them? And Andy Stanley has a great quote. He says, do for one which you wish you could do for everyone. You may recall that uh, remake of the movie Four Feathers. Uh, there's a quote in there by Abu Fatma, who comes to the rescue of the hero. And when questioned why he would help the hero, because the hero is actually a coward, if you remember the movie, Abu says, I had no choice. God put you in my way. There are people in our way, and we can help them. It's not everybody's in our way, but the people that are, we can help them. So as you think about how we're called to be more intentional with the people in our community, and we're also called to be more intentional and reach out to the people that aren't in our community yet, some names might have come to mind. And you might be thinking, has God placed that person on my radar? The answer is yes. The answer is not, oh, I'll tell Gordon and Parker about them and they can reach them. Or I'll go tell... Uh, so-and-so, and they can help me do it. There is good wisdom to take somebody with you, no question. But our answer cannot be, I'm going to invite somebody else because they would be so much better than I am. It can't be, oh, I'm going to invite somebody else because they they would do better. Yeah, in that scenario, you are who God has placed to reach them. You're the best person for that. If there's someone that comes to mind, he's calling you to love, serve, and care for them. So the question is, how do we move them from our radar to in our community? How do they go from someone that we don't know to someone that we have a relationship with? From someone that we don't really know to someone that is a part of our community? Usually the answer is, I'll just invite them to church. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But what if the answer isn't, I'll just invite them to something, some event or some service but what if the answer is, first, I'll build a relationship with them. You know, if, if I'm sitting at Anthem having a meeting and someone comes up to me that I don't know and says, hey, uh, I don't really know you, but I think that you should come to this party that I'm hosting. It's going to be really awesome. Uh, it's at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Just, just come and be a part of it. I think you're going to love it. Honestly, if someone did that, I'm probably not going to that party. I don't know what kind of party it is. I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know what they're going to be doing. And I don't know the person that's inviting me to this party. As Christians, 
Sometimes we do that exact same thing to people. And we wonder why we get the exact same result. As followers of Jesus, we need to get back to being intentional with the people that God's placed on our radars. And we need to initiate relationships with people that don't know him, that aren't in our community, that God's placed on our heart. And that starts with us moving first, reaching out first. So on Sunday, join us, and we're going to delve into this a little bit more and maybe come up with some ideas that we can all use, some tools that we can use, some encouragement on how we can spur on each other to good deeds and actions and, and be part of people's lives as we pray to God for the names we've prayed for before, that he would use us and our relationships. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday.